Please be seated. And good morning. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. On March 31st, 1968, just a few days before his assassination, Martin Luther King Jr. preached his last Sunday sermon in the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C., Dr. King preached that morning about his upcoming trip to Memphis, where he would return in just a few short days to march again with the Poor People's Campaign. Now, the Poor People's Campaign was a movement, a social movement at that time that was meant to grab the attention of politicians and white America and shout for economic equity, for fair wages, for a seat at the table for America's impoverished community. And to be honest, the first march hadn't gone so well. The first march erupted into violence. There was looting, there was tear gas, there was barking dogs, nightsticks. Dr. King jumped in a car and fled from that first march with the Poor People's Campaign. And many in the media, the New York Times, the Chicago Tribune, they wrote that Dr. King should call off this second march. It was too dangerous, it was too volatile. In the pulpit on that Sunday morning in the cathedral in Washington, D.C., Dr. King weighed his options. Does he play it safe and go home? Or does he return to Memphis, where violence, suffering, arrest, perhaps even death, await him? Dr. King offered this on the pulpit that morning. On some positions, cowardice asks the question, is it expedient? And then expedience comes along and asks the question, is it political? Vanity asks the question, is it popular? Conscience asks the question, is it right? A few days later, Dr. King was back on a plane to Memphis, Tennessee. But the, por- the forces of empire continued to push on him at every side. Death threats were received by the dozens. A bomb threat was called on Dr. King's plane flying into Memphis that day. And upon arrival, the local court in Memphis banned his march by court order. The forces of empire continued to push and push and push. Jerusalem, Jerusalem. How often I have desired to gather your children together as hens gather her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. On the night before he died, King spoke at the Mason Temple in Memphis, and there he spoke out against the death threats, the threats on his life. He acknowledged that death was waiting for him, possibly soon. He said, I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will, and he's allowed me to go to the mountain, and I've looked over, and I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. Just a few hours later, Dr. King was struck down by a bullet in Memphis, Tennessee. He knew that death was close, 
He knew the risks, but he made the choice. He chose justice over cowardice. He chose what was right over what was popular. He chose conscience over vanity. You might be wondering why I bring up Dr. King on this cold Sunday in March. And I think I'm bringing it up because Dr. King has a lot to offer us about what it means to observe a holy Lent. On the surface, we may think that Lent is about fasting and reflection and charitable giving and ashes and sackcloths. And sure, there is some of all of that in Lent. But at its core, Lent is about walking a hard road that you don't want to walk. But walking it anyways, because you know it's the right thing to do. That is Lent. And Lent, walking the difficult road, that calls for faithfulness. Many weeks ago, the Reverend Deacon Glenda McDowell preached a sermon here in which she asked us, how faithful is your faithfulness? Some of you may remember this sermon. How faithful is your faithfulness? And I think that question is just as appropriate in Lent as it was during Christmas. How faithful is your faithfulness? These past two weeks in the Gospel of Luke, have been a testing ground for Jesus. It has been a time when Jesus has had, to, has had to answer that question, how faithful is your faithfulness? You'll remember that last week it was temptation. Jesus was taken to the top of the highest mountain with Satan, and he was offered all of the power, wealth and influence and excess and control, and he turned it down. This week, the Gospel of Luke, it's something akin to what we will see in Gethsemane, not quite as urgent and not quite as desperate, but still Jesus is tempted with a way out. Leave, the Pharisees say, for Herod wants to kill you. A door is presented to Jesus today, a door that might lead him to safety, a door that might lead him far from Jerusalem, the city which kills its prophets. But no. He, like Dr. King, has an inkling of what awaits him in that ancient city, and he, can cho and he chooses to continue on that difficult road that lies ahead, knowing it will be a difficult one. Listen, Jesus says, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day I will finish my work. His faithfulness to his Father's will, to his own messianic vocation, is faithful. All souls, how faithful is your faithfulness on the second Sunday in Lent? How is your Lent going? Are you walking the difficult road? Or are you going through the motions? If you find yourself a little numb this year, coasting through the motions, don't sweat it. There's only a pandemic and a war going on. Don't sweat it. It's not too late to start down your Lenten path. A Lenten journey might begin after learning about the struggles in your community if you allow yourself to open your ears. This past week, we started a new Lenten offering at the cathedral entitled Asheville Voices, conversations about the African-American experience in our city and Afghan resettlement. 
and these prophetic conversations are with people from our own fold. And they offer us an opportunity to reframe what we know or what we don't know about our community. This past week on Thursday, we held an interview with the Reverend Deacon Glenda McDowell. And every Thursday going forward in this sanctuary from now until Easter, we will hear from poets and authors, social workers and more, each of them embodying a Lenten journey of their own, each of them a witness to their own faithfulness amidst a difficult road to Jerusalem. Your Lenten path could start there in listening to your neighbor. Or it could start in the sobering act of comparing your, yourself, comparing your actions, your investments, your beliefs in comparison to the Christ that we worship here every Sunday and weighing your imitation of Jesus. And what do I mean by that? These remaining weeks of Lent are a call to imitate the journey of Christ to the cross. And I use that word imitate really carefully and with reason. Because one can only imitate Christ so much without falling into the trap of idolatry. We must be very careful how we imitate. But still, we must try to pick up the cross and march with Jesus. Are you walking the difficult road? Are you trying to imitate Jesus? Actions of charity and grace and healing. As the Apostle Paul tells us in his letter to the Philippians today, we should join in imitating those who best model Christ's actions. We should look to those who do what is right even amid danger. We should look to those who see the temptations in the desert and say no. We should look to those who choose justice over cowardice, charity over greed, choose what is right over what is popular, choose conscience over vanity. We should imitate those people. Who are the people doing that in your life? Who is the model? And how can you model it? We should not imitate those who thirst for power, those who bully, those who hoard, those who live in the excess at the expense of others. Our imitation of Christ, our walking the difficult road of Lent, our faithfulness, our imitations, it will come at a cost. In our imitation, we might lose likes on Facebook or Instagram. We might lose money. We might lose status. We might lose reputation. But we are told by Paul today that if we walk this road, this difficult Lenten path, if we stay the path, our humiliation stands to be transformed. Our degradation stands to be lifted up. Our shame shifted to glory. We are promised by Paul today that at the end of this Lenten road, there is a glorious mystery that exceeds all expectations. This Lenten season, we are on the road to Jerusalem, and it is not too late to pack up and walk with us. And much like Memphis was for Dr. King, the might of empire will continue to push and push and push on you incessantly. From all sides, dangers abound in this Lenten journey. You might be tempted to turn back, 
You might want to take the easy way out. But remember, your Lord was also tempted in the desert. How faithfulness is your faithfulness, all souls? How faithful is your faithfulness? Embody, imitate your Savior. Choose justice over cowardice. Lean into what is right over what is popular. Choose your conscience over vanity. And in that shadow of certain death, new life awaits us all. Amen.